never shared this story with anyone. Um, it's probably in the early 90s, probably about 93 to 1995. And I don't know how many of you could relate to this, but it's late at night, sort of late at night. You're watching, you're looking what to watch on TV and you end up finding this infomercial and something that you're totally not interested in. All of a sudden, about, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes later, you end up buying that, paying paying even more for a second package with extra handling, shipping. It always sounds way better than it does until you until you end up going through the process and doing the checkout. And I was doing that, and I guess in this case, um, the checkout just got ridiculous. I, I think it was going to be like $15, and it was like at $55. And I'm like, forget this. Let me see if I could um, find this. And back then, it was called Eckerd's, which is CVS now. Um, if I could find it at Eckerd's, Eckerd's was opened pretty late. It was 24 hours, and I, I, I'll tell you about what I was going to buy in a sec, but... Um, it was embarrassing for me. It was almost, and I don't want to say this, this is sort of weird, but it was almost like a, a young kid going to the drugstore and getting condoms or something for the first time and just feeling embarrassed like that. This had nothing to do with that. But at that time, um, in the 90s, I, was, I started losing my hair. Um, I think I, if when I look back at pictures now, I probably started losing my hair probably when I was like 19 or 20 years old. When you're younger, you don't know that much. And um, so anyways, I was watching this show, this infomercial, I don't know if it was Ronco or one of these other places. And it was like, it sounds so ridiculous, but when you have no hope and you're a kid and you're young and everyone is teasing you because at that time I was older than 19 or 20. I was in my early 20s and I was working at the car dealership after I graduated um, college. Anyway, I'll get to that in a sec. But um, anyways, during that time, you know, when people are telling you that, oh, are you losing your hair? Your hair is receding. Did you did you know you're balding? Just all these things. People that never meant to hurt you, but they just keep saying it over and over and over again. And at that time, and I, I've spoken to a few of my friends um, about this because they they went through um, the same thing that I did. Some of them were younger, some of them were older. But basically, there there's so many different stages. One is like, how do you comb your hair? Can you like cover up that spot on your head, that bald spot, that in your mind that that everyone is pointing out can you hide that by growing your hair out long um can you can you find a shampoo that makes your hair look thicker um there used to be this crazy time in my life and it was called the critical drying stage and i i talked with my friend alan alan wolf in japan we we would sort of talk about this pretty sure it was him that i was talking about it's like after you take a shower um you have to dry and comb your hair a certain time so it sets right otherwise it's you're gonna look more bald um so there are all these things finding the shampoo you know combing your hair at the right time 
always having a brush or comb with you in the car or on your cell on your you know in your pocket or somewhere else because if it's windy outside that you know the the second you open the door and if it's windy you hate it because you know your hair is going to be all over the place and at this time i hadn't discovered hairspray so it was like man i i really need to to figure out how to handle my hair that day and this would be like 24/7 every day i guess not 24/7 the time you're sleeping you probably didn't think about it. and actually sometimes when you were you'd have these nightmares about your hair loss and about how bald you are anyways back to the story about watching this this show um at night it was basically it was this can it was like basically like a can of paint but it was like they called it like i can't remember the exact name but it was like hair in a can where you would spray like your bald spots and because i have black hair makes it sl- slightly easier where you spray parts of your hair with this spray and all of a sudden it looks like you have hair it doesn't look like you're bald and um so i would be thinning i mean i would have so many different names people would tease me with so many things and i i know they never really meant really bad things about it but like one of the things i was called visor because the front of my hairline was good but the middle was was really bad so it looked like i had a visor on and so by the reason i bring that up is if i sprayed in the middle it wouldn't look like i had a visor anymore because my hair would be there and i i think when you're like balding too your eyesight is worse you think that people can't see things as um was what i i think that people don't see things as well they see things better than actually that y- you think they do because anyone spraying you know um basically paint on their on their scalp in different lights you'll probably see it if it rains it's probably going to it's probably going to drip but anyways i went to eckerds it was later at night i didn't want to see people buy with me buying this spray this this um hair in a can thing so what i did like i guess my best idea of overcoming this was to buy other things that i didn't really need so i had like seven or eight different items then just one thing of can you know a paint hair in a can so then at that time when you're young and i guess it doesn't matter but especially when you're young I am like hoping like I'm getting like a older male as the person that's going to check me out because maybe he could relate to it maybe he doesn't give me a hard time but of course there's a pretty girl she's young she's attractive and she sees me buying this spray this I I keep call, I keep forgetting what it what I call it but it was this hair in a can so she sees me buying this she was very kind she didn't she didn't speak with me she was just like hello and she she could almost see like that i was struggling with it so she just checked me out quickly and i bought it and um so anyways i used this for a while and there was this day that came it was i was i, I lived at my parents house then and i would i'd hide this can because i i would there's no they still don't know that i did this my sister brother i i i i think maybe i may have told one or two friends about the about the can 
maybe maybe I have, maybe I haven't. I can't remember because it, it's like a, a time in my life that I I want to forget. But anyways, when I went to work, um, I was at the dealership. I used to sell cars after I got out of college. After I after I um, sold um, after I, I did finance in college at uh, Florida International University. Wasn't sure what to do. Ended up selling cars. A, a great friend of mine, Laura Chung, one of my best um, in my life. Um, she she looked for a job. We found out it was to sell cars. They they sort of tricked us. They said college degree required, guaranteed salary for eight weeks. At that time, 500 a week guaranteed was like a huge amount. So we were guaranteed $4,000. We both ended up getting the job. Anyways, with that said, um, I would I would have to wear this white shirt. It would be we'd have to dress nice. It was hot as hell outside. I mean, I'm in Miami, so sometimes it'd be 90s in the mid 90s. With the humidity, you feel like it's over 100. But so we would have these white white um, long sleeve shirts on, and then our pants. You know, probably easier to dress as a guy than a female. Um, but anyways, I remember one day I put that spray on, and I, I had put it on many times. And before I was gonna see a customer, when I got to the dealership, I had to I had to use the restroom. Before I went to use the restroom, I I actually saw myself in the mirror, and I saw that when I sprayed myself, I accidentally sprayed myself on on my shirt, and there was black spots on my shirt, and anyone could tell that that I had done something and there was even some stuff on my head you could see like some paint on my head so I, I was usually pretty punctual but that day I knew I was going to drive home and I was going to quickly get into the house hope that my parents are not there um, or not see them at home and quickly like clean myself um, as best I could without having to shower but get all this black stuff off my neck uh, off my face, change my shirt, try and clean my shirt. My dad was kind enough. He would take my clothes to get dry cleaned. The last thing I wanted him to see is this black spot or the dry cleaner to ask them about this black spot on my shirt. So got ready. I, 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 I changed. I went to work and all was well. So the reason I'm bringing this about this super long story, and I'm sorry that my stories are always long, but I, I, I hope that the few that listen to these from beginning to end get the emotional side of what I'm trying to share with you. You know, you're, when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, I'm 52 now. You, you, there are things that we, we really love about ourselves and there are things that we really don't like um, about ourselves. And I pride myself, and I, I don't want to say this in a cocky way, but I pride myself on being one of the most confident people I know in my life. And the reason I, I feel that way isn't because I think I'm better than anyone or that I think I'm better looking or anything else like that. It's, it's because I, I, do my, I do my best every single day to be a better person. Better person meaning if someone annoys me or does something, if they're coming from a bad position, if they're challenging me in a certain way, is to take a step back and try and pretend I'm that person and try and learn from that person. And although I love my family a lot, I, I, I think I'm very, very blessed that I get this from my mother. My mother is such an amazing mother. She doesn't even, you know, 
every parent, we, we, there are things that we love about them and there are things that maybe irritate us that maybe should or shouldn't irritate us. But one of the things that I love the most about my mother is her thick skin during the hardest times. People can insult her, they could tell, they can, they could do, she could do like spend days or months doing kind, kind things for people. And they'll insult her, they'll do things, I don't know, maybe they have low self-confidence or low self-esteem. And my sister is like this as well. And they just let it, they're, they're okay. You know, they don't let it bother them. They, they realize obviously that there's an issue with that other person that, that's saying that or doing that, but they're so good at just being positive. And so that's why I say I'm a very confident person because I pride myself on having that positivity about trying to learn from my mistakes, trying to be a better person. And so like, what I'm doing this and I, you know, I post a lot and I'm, I'm so, so grateful that I don't want to say this in a negative way because I'm not, I, I'm very blessed and fortunate that I have thousands of followers on social media and I'm, I'm lucky because of that. It's, I, I never take us that granted for a second. And because I, I have that I think it's important to share as much as I can without going overboard, but things that we, that I struggle with, things that I think that will, um, that others can relate to that hopefully can help someone in their lives. And, you know, a few months, three years ago, it was actually more than that. In the early nineties, I did some hair transplants. I, I, I did them. There was this doctor, his name is Dr. Bernard Nussbaum. Great guy, awesome. Been doing it forever. He's done for celebrities for many, many years. But he back then he was he he could only work with the technology we he had back then. And back then it was the technology unfortunately wasn't good. You know, this is like almost 30 years ago. So there were these punch holes, these lines that it, it was pretty apparent when you got a hair transplant. And I'm gonna share that a photo of when I went to a wedding with my father and I had to wear the Chicago White Sox hat with my suit on just to cover up my transplant because it was so apparent. So anyways, I did, I did probably, I don't know, maybe five or seven hair transplants with them in the 90s. And you know, whatever, you could always tell I had a tra hair transplant unless I did a great job that day covering um, my um, transplant. Um, and probably 99% of the time, I probably did a bad job of it. And so like with, with technology, with Photoshop and Zoom and all these other things, sometimes our we can make our hair look better than it does. So I think about five or seven years ago, I went to see him and I asked him what um, I could do. Could I do another transplant? And he looked at, at my hair. And for those of the, you that don't know about transplants, I'm not gonna get into it really, really deep. I would just go I would just go on YouTube and you can see before and after transplants. It's actually pretty cool. It's sort of like watching an HGTV show and seeing um, you know, a, a, a fixer upper home and then you see the before and the after and you see the end. And it's it's really cool when you see that. Um, you know, the transformation because of the technology. But when I saw him, he said, he's like, you know, I'm sorry, you don't have enough donor area because they take it from the back of your head back then. 
and you don't have enough to to do it he's such a kind man he told me he said um you know you i can do it for you and but it won't look good you you don't have enough to 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 do it and um so whatever my hopes were really hurt and so i didn't do it and you know i felt grateful because it would have cost me a decent amount of money to do it so fast forward to about three years ago. I got married about six and a half years ago, you know, to Rushmi. I, I mentioned Rushmi all the time. Amazing, amazing wife. I, I couldn't be happier to have her in my life. She's she's a family practice um, doctor. She she does cosmetic procedures. She does, you know, she's like that doctor, like back in the day when when I would watch TV shows people would have like that doctor that you go to for anything she's that doctor she has so many so many repeat clients so many people obviously she doesn't tell me about them cuz of you know privacy laws and stuff but um every once in a while I'll meet someone a customer and they'll tell me that that my wife is their 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 doctor and it's it's always nice to hear nice things about her but anyways Um she told me about Dr. Newsbaum. I mean not Dr. Newsbaum, this new doctor, Dr. Bauman, Dr. Alan J. Bauman in Boca Raton. So with me because I'm a nerd, I'm in I don't know if it's the Indian in me or just me 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 being just super analytical person. I went online online and I did hours and hours and hours of research on him. And I found out that Dr. Bauman is a world-renowned doctor. He's won so many awards, you know, throughout the throughout the throughout history, created so many different things and if you speak to a a, a well-accomplished um hair transplant physician, not just someone that does it part-time but someone that really knows the field, his name will pop up time and time again. So about 3 years ago, um I went I went for this uh, consultation with him and I saw him super professional. Um they they did some studies, they like look I'm not going to get into it, but they did a lot of things. He told me what he could do for me and he created hope again with me. So, um fast forward 3 years later, never did it. Life got in the way, COVID, just a bunch of other things. um was trying to you know establish my real estate career a little bit more got busy with stuff um this was before i i really had the team so i just didn't have the time to do it and honestly real estate wasn't as good back then it was okay i was doing okay but i was i wasn't as successful not that i'm the super successful person but i i you know the team does well enough where thankfully we get some awards and people will know know us and have us as, as guests on shows and stuff whatever i'm getting i'm getting in the weeds but anyways because life is better because timing is better i was able to seriously consider doing a transplant so um not too long ago um went to see him his staff um and they they are super amazing people and I'm going to sidetrack. I I always sidetrack, but I'm going to sidetrack cuz I think it's important. I don't know how many of you guys can relate to this and it seems like it's a common thing I say about relating about where where you have this experience in your mind, whether it's going to a restaurant, whether it's getting 
a new iPhone or a new car, basically having these huge, huge expectations and having to wait for the future for these expectations to to whether happen or not. It's so um, the only other time I could remember like this happening was like going to this restaurant in Faina in Miami Beach. It's called Fo or Fao. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it's basically an Asian restaurant with a and with an Austin take on it with this world-renowned chef. And when I went with with Rushmi there, and we we're kind enough that my um, my friend Reshma Advani was kind enough to take us and treat us to this restaurant. The service was like the best service I've ever had in a restaurant. Better, I mean, like sometimes we have an expectation and we want it to be like at a hundred percent. This was like at a thousand percent. The staff was so good. The food was delicious. Obviously, Rachel spent you know hundreds of dollars for a meal. She was just so kind to do that. But that was the only other time in my life where an expectation was exceeded by the experience. So back to my story about Dr. Bauman's office in Boca. So I went there. So I scheduled the transplant. He's super booked. He's super booked, and you know, if if you plan on doing this, make sure you you try and schedule it months in advance because people are flying from all over the world to see him. And just so you know, for those of you that don't know about hair transplants, Tom Brady has one. Elon Musk has one. There there are probably hundreds of people that have them, especially famous people or actors. Google it, you'll find it, you'll see it. If you're on YouTube, I mean, I was probably spent 150 or 200 hours on YouTube just watching these things because they're so fascinating to me. So anyways, on August 4th, I went in for my transplant. So Dr. Baumann's talk about white glove service. I live, you know, I, I went on my ways to see how far I live in Pinecrest, which is in Miami, to see how far I live from Dr. Bauman's office. It was 62 hours. So my 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 surgery was scheduled for a Wednesday, really early in the morning. But Dr. Bauman's office was so kind enough to to put me up in a hotel, and not just a hotel that's like, you know, like uh, just a regular hotel. This is like a five-star hotel. It was amazing. I get there and I'm like, oh wow, you know, this this has to be one of the best hotels in the area. Water view, just amazing, huge, huge. It, it reminded me of a hotel like if I was in New York, probably two and a half to three times as big as how big that hotel would be. The bathroom was almost as big as as big as half as big as a uh, a hotel in New York. So anyways, they put me up in the hotel from Tuesday night to Saturday morning. You know, um, since my since I had very little donor material, my my um, my procedure would be much more challenging um, to a doctor. I mean, compared to like Dr. Nussbaum, who was, you know, and probably still is a world renowned physician. It was so challenging. He didn't want to do it. But Dr. Malman looked at me, spent time with me and um, you know, him and his staff, you know, did my procedure. It took a few days, but um, 
it was incredible. So like a lot of questions I get asked is, how is the pain? You know, first of all, let me go back a step. So I'm at this place, they have car service for me. It's not just this cheap like Uber driver picking me up. It's this really nice vehicle. It's just me, it's just the driver. It's the same driver. They only have two drivers that go through this process, again, to make you feel comfortable. Because when you're going through this, you're worried about, you know, about how you look, how people see you. Same, same driver, so you feel comfortable. Picks me up early, always on time, texting me before they get there, just so my expectations are in line. And when you're going through this process, it's hard to sleep. You know, you're thinking about it. You're excited. You're, you're anxious. You're anxiety. When I get there, I'm dropped off in a position where there's a separate elevator just for patients to go up. So you don't really need to see other patients. When I was in Dr. Nussbaum's office, again, nothing against him. He's great. He's an amazing physician. But I would, I was in a waiting room with a bunch of other people. You feel super awkward because you're all looking at each other knowing that um, you're all going to be going through the, the same process. And some of the people have actually gone through the process where they have bandages, where you're looking at them. And sometimes like in doctor's offices, except his, you could be waiting like 30, 40 minutes, an hour, and you're just in that room just looking around and it, it, it feels super awkward. But with him, go up the elevator, they're expecting me. They're early, they're waiting for me. The second I click on the elevator, they know who I am. They make me feel comfortable. So I'm in this, I'm in this, um, this room. They take me there, they give me breakfast, you know? You know, like, I'm, I, I don't expect to get breakfast, but they give me breakfast. They do a few things. I'm not gonna get into all the details. They were kind enough to allow my my camera crew not that i'm this big guy that has this camera crew but we do a lot of videos so there are a couple people that that came there they gave them COVID tests they did they have these rapid tests it's like a blood test within like a few minutes they knew everything was was set my photographers my videographers had their masks on um they gave me a hair wash i'm not gonna get through the whole the whole procedure but one of the things I'm commonly asked is, how is the pain? And gotta tell you this, you know, before they, you know, they took before and after pictures, they washed my hair and all that. But actually with the pain, something that I get asked 99% of the time, I didn't feel anything. And I'm being honest with you. If you've ever been to a dentist and you've probably heard of laughing gas. So laughing gas is, it's, it's basically, it's nitrous oxide. You're sucking on this tube. And in the beginning, they told me what to do, but because, you know, I'm not always the best at instructions, I didn't listen that well. So when you have this tube in your mouth, you just suck on it. You have to, you have to inhale very deeply and exhale very deeply. And after about four or five times, you feel a little bit out of it and you don't feel anything going um, in your head because you're feeling the anesthesia in your head. And after the first few times I did it, I didn't do it properly. So I could feel a little bit pinch in my head, but as, and they kept asking me, they're like, are you inhaling like completely and exhaling? Because they could tell I wasn't and me, you know, I thought I was, but they're like, try, try doing that. And I did it. And after that, I was a bit out of it. 
and they give you some medication that helps you go to sleep. And I, I can't make this long story short because it's already long. But over the next, um, the, during the time I was with Dr. Bauman's office, they gave me lunch. Um, they treated me like I was part of their family, almost like I was not just part of the family, but like I was the favorite person in their family and they were taking care of me. Every single night, Dr. Bauman would call me. He would call me like at eight or nine o'clock at night and he would talk to me. And you know, I, I know in life, like with customer service, a lot of times we have like a checklist where we have to do certain things. And thank God, like our team doesn't do it like that. We, we try and make it, make a, a human element where, where that person, even though we know we should call at a certain time, we don't make that person feel like it's a, just a call. And I gotta tell you, Dr. Malman never made me feel like it was a call. You know, he told me he was gonna call me later that night, but I thought it was gonna be a, a, like a 30 second call where like, hey, how are you doing? No, it was more like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Just, it felt like a, a good friend knew that I went through that procedure and was just asking me about how, how I was, telling me about the next day, about just everything, never for a second made me feel like I was um, like I was on the phone with him too long. Never made me feel like he was just making the call like I was making the call. He made me feel like, like I, I keep saying this over and over, like I was like a, a favorite of the family that went through the process. So anyways, it's been, it's been about oh, a little bit over a week since I finished the, the procedure, about a week and a half. I'm feeling great. I'm, you know, this process takes, um, and I'll tell you quickly how, how, how it is. So when you do the procedure, um, within the, the first, I don't know, week, two, three weeks, and I'm not an expert at this, so if I make an error, I apologize for that. Where your hair is there, you, you're, the hair grafts that you hair that you have grows for a bit in the beginning, but it drops out. It's, it's like a shock. So you're not gonna see the results immediately. So the hair is gonna fall out. The grafts are still there, but the hair falls out. After that, what happens is within probably, I don't know, three or four months, your hair starts growing again, and you're not gonna notice much for um, probably for about four to six to nine months. The beginning, the front of your hair grows a little quicker than the back to the middle of your hair. Um, I had some beard grafts put in for my beard, and that's in the middle to the back, so that'll probably take a little bit longer. Dr. Um, Bauman was, he improved the front of my, of my um, hairline. He didn't make it look super obvious, I'm 52, so he doesn't wanna make it look like I'm 18 years old, cause that would look sort of weird, but he improved the look of it. Um, there's something called temporal, I think there are temporal lobes to the side of your hair, if you have your hair. When you bald, um, those will be, will be lost and your, your, your hairline your, your scalp will look bigger. So he improved those and he made a bunch of changes. I hear my wife coming in, so I'm not gonna talk too much longer because I wanna see her, I miss her. 
And um, but anyways, I'm going to share this journey with you. And for any of you guys that have related to hair loss, um, whether you're going through it, whether you're male or female, I know it's super difficult. If you want to speak to someone, not that I'm this psychiatrist, psychologist, I always get them mixed up. But if you ever want to just relate to it with someone that's gone through the process, you can call me 24-7. And if I don't pick up and um, it's at night because my phone is on Do Not Disturb, please call me again. Because if you call twice in a row, it will go to, I'll, I'll be able to answer it. And I do want to speak to you. I don't say this because I don't want to speak to you. Mental health awareness is huge to me. My phone number is 305-439-3031. That's 305-439-3031. You can call me anytime. Um, If you feel uncomfortable, you can leave a voice text. You can just text me. I guarantee you, I won't make you feel uncomfortable if you want information for Dr. Bauman. Um, and again, I am not, I'm not mentioning him for any reason. I'm, this isn't a sponsored post. It's not anything sponsored. Uh, you know, in life, when you go through a good experience, you want to share it with the world. It makes you so happy that you feel like it, it's sort of weird because like in life, if someone knows a good doctor, a good lawyer, a good restaurant, it's like you want to share it with the world. And I want to share Dr. Bauman and his staff with the world because, you know, I, I don't want to say this in a corny way, but even though I'm not where I, I'm at because this takes, this takes, you know, a few months to get there, my life feels changed. I feel, I feel even though I, I, I'm positive probably 95% of the time in life, and I'm very, very lucky for that, I feel even happier. So if you guys want to talk to me or just check out YouTube or Dr. Bauman, it's Bauman Medical Group, do it because um, it will change your life. Because sometimes there are things that we love about ourselves. There's some things that, you know, we see photos of ourselves sometimes. And it's okay if you feel good about yourself being bald or shaved or you just feel great about yourself. You know, that's great. You know, there's some people that look incredible. Bruce Willis looks great. Um, Jason Statham, Statham, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. There are a million people that look great. But for me, my, for me, I didn't feel comfortable with it. I feel great. Um, about it now and hopefully um, you watch my journey and if you've listened to this 34 minutes and 43 seconds of, of this podcast um, I commend you thanks so much guys love you all the best and stay safe thank you thank you